ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Again, thank you for joining me on this podcast in these trying times that we're in as well. And thank you for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and life and showing people that we care. I would love to uh, introduce my next guest to you. My guest today is Lori Heidi. Lori comes to us from... Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, there you go. I was going to say Illinois. Milwaukee, <laughs> Wisconsin. Welcome. And uh, I want to tell my audience a little bit about you, Lori, and then we'll get right into it. Okay. So <clears throat> Lori uh, has a core personal value of lifelong learning, which I resonate with immediately because so do I. Lori has shared creative and strategic digital marketing, personal branding, and entrepreneurship lessons with people and organizations from all over. Her year's experience, education, and involvement range from currently owning a digital marketing agency called Keystone Click and being the 2013 recipient of the Bravo Entrepreneur Award from Biz Times Media, teaching undergraduate students as an adjunct professor at UW-Milwaukee and serving on numerous boards, including the Better Business Bureau of Wisconsin. Lori earned her bachelor's degree in business and marketing from Marion University and her MBA from Cardinal Stritch University. That's a very impressive resume, Lori. Welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. Thank um, you. I don't know. You've got an MBA and, uh, and you have a marketing agency and you do all these other things and are passionate, I know, about networking. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I do. And I realize I'm like, you know, I don't even, I don't even mention my podcast. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, I also a host too. a podcast called social capital. I need to update my bio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we, we can certainly mention that again. I started listening to a little bit of it um, recently and I'm looking forward to being a guest on your podcast as well, because I know we speak the same language. Totally. Uh, we both talk about networking uh, and care about it. And, uh, but before we get into that, I just have to tell you, I have a, a dear friend from, from uh, my business who lives in a lake in Wisconsin that I'm going to try and say the name of. <laughs> oak, oak. Okan, no, I forgot. Okanamowoc? Yeah, Okanamowoc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we used to say where? Anyway, uh -huh. it's very beautiful. Is that anywhere near where you are? Um, it's probably about 45, 50 minutes west of where I am. Okanamowoc. Yeah. Okanamowoc. Yeah. You can, yeah. Uh, you can always tell who's from this area and who isn't. <laughs> by exactly. most, of the, most of the city's names are a little uh, well, challenging. They're, they're um, Aboriginal names, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What do you refer to? Uh, is it Aboriginal First Nations? We call it here now. First. Nations. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's that's the right way to say that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so Lori's 
podcast is called Social Capital. Mine is called Relationships Rule. I think they both mean the same thing. So tell me how you got started being so passionate about networking and you know sharing with people how to network and you've got guests on that talk about it as well. So how did you get, how did that become a passion for you? Sure. Um, I've just always been a huge fan of networking. When I first started networking, I mean, I remember the first real like formal networking event I attended was probably super early 2000s when I was officially, you know, full-time um, employee status. Um, I attended the uh, our local chapters business marketing association's annual dinner and award ceremony, um, and I was just blown away by the focus on meeting other people. And I it was so fascinating to me, like, oh, these people are doing the same thing I'm doing, and why why am I not out there meeting other people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing? And it just um, not only from generating new business, but just finding other people to share stories with and learn from. I mean, there's so many opportunities and um, resources when it comes to building those relationships. When you said, why aren't I doing this? And it was the first one you went to. Did you have any idea of how to network effectively at that I, time? No, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> it was just a neat experience. Um, which is, you know, I look back at my father who I, I realized now I had a ton of, I, he inspired me in a lot of the relationships that I have. Um, growing up, his nickname was always Mafia Joe because he always found a way to get, he always knew someone to get, you know, whatever it was he needed to get done. Uh -huh. But, you know, growing, so we always, I grew up with this, like, you know, jokingly, like dad knows someone to get it done, but realizing, well, that's networking. It's just who you know. and the bigger the network, the more value you have for yourself and for others. Yes. What did they say? Your network is your net worth. Yep. That's how you can, you can uh, look at it. Mm -hmm. And I think as well as being a networker extraordinaire, or as I call a master networker, I think there's a little bit of a difference or a little bit of a tweak on that to say that you're a connector as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because- sure. Right. So would yeah. you say that you're a connector as well? Absolutely. Um, I like to refer to it a little bit as like the hub and spoke strategy of relationships. Um, and I identify more as a hub. So I've, I've got a ton of relationships and, you know, Janice, I might meet someone new who I think immediately, oh my gosh, you need to meet Janice. And, you know, I'm not looking for anything from right. you or this individual but I'm going to go out of my way and take, you know, 30 seconds to write an email that introduces both of you or whatever that may be. Um, I think it's really important to position yourself as that, that hub or that connector mm -hmm. um, because then people start to lean in on you when, even though they know that you're not the person to get that specific task done or help them, but you're likely going to be able to help them connect to someone who can Yes, totally. And I always think of it when you said the hub thing, exactly. Do you remember the study that was done? Um, I think it was in the 50s that they did it. That was the six degrees of separation. Do you mm -hmm. remember that study? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. 
and how it, it talks about, not do you remember it? I know you're not that old, but I mean. Yeah, I've, I've read into it. Yes, yes researched it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, again, it was all about hubs, right? It wasn't yep. necessarily six people that it was going to go through. It, so many times they, the letters that were going from point A to point B went through the same hub. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, that's, I take pride in being that person, that hub that people mm-hmm. say, oh, ask Jana, she'll know somebody. But at the same time, on the other side of that, how do you feel about um, protecting your network? So I, like, I don't introduce or virtually connect everybody that sure. it has to feel that I have that trust in both sides of the equation. Yeah, actually, um, I had a very similar conversation just with a, a friend of mine the other day. Um, there's a level of, of trust, like you just said. And if I'm going to refer someone um, business in, in the sense that, um, you know, someone's looking for work that I'm not able to execute. Mm-hmm there's a level of quality that I'm expecting to be delivered to this person, even though I'm not involved in the actual transactions. So I am, I would say selective to a degree um, when it comes to certain type of work that needs to be done. And if not, I'm transparent with that individual in saying, I don't know the quality of their work, but I know that they offer this type of service. So at least I have a level of, you know, I want to always deliver quality and recommend quality, but I'm, you know, protecting okay. myself to some right. extent. I don't want on the yes. one, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And and so if I connect or if I recommend somebody and they haven't followed up by by uh, reaching out and connecting with that person in a timely manner, then I'm not feeling good about it right from mm-hmm. the beginning. But yeah. I also think that, you know, with a lot of formal in-person networking organizations, groups, that there's a bit of a pressure, because I was involved in one of the big ones for quite a few years. There's a pressure to um, refer people in your group because sure. you get points for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't know that person. It could backfire on you. Yep. Yeah. So you, I'm sure I knew you would agree. Yeah. I, I've, I've been in those scenarios and, um, the situation with that is, you know, you have to give in order to get something back. So, um, you know, there's a couple of strategies around that. I would say to that person that, you know, I've got a couple of options for you. Mm. I'll let you decide. However, you know, I've worked real closely with this person Right. Um, but here's a couple of options just in case. So that's a good, that's a good way to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me your take on, cause I, I know that you've talked about this yourself and with your get with certain guests as well. Tell me your take, especially right now, because we're all about everything's online right now. Cause we're all socially isolating and thank goodness <laughs> for zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about or what do you tell people about the difference between networking online and networking offline? Do you see a difference? Is it the same? I think there's definitely a difference. Um, I mean, even just this past weekend, it felt so good to be in front of other people just walking around the grocery store, even though there was a little sense of fear being there, but just seeing humans again, you know, instead of just being in my house where it's just my husband and I and our our two doggies, which are great. Um, but it is a different, uh, 
chemistry that's happening in person as opposed to uh, digital. And um, interestingly enough, I, I do, I ask every single guest my question, digital or traditional networking. Okay. And the majority of them, about 60% prefer traditional networking. So I found that really interesting. Mm, I do too. Uh, and only about 25 or so, I think, uh, were around the uh, digital side. And the majority of those who answered digital also self-proclaimed to be introverts. So I thought that was somewhat fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's a combination of both, though, at the end of the day. So I do too, but I think that um, a lot of people who might have said they preferred face-to-face, I wonder, I would like to see the percentage who actually get business from it because it really does depend where you network, Mm -hmm. if your target audience is there, if you dive deep enough with people to get any sense of rapport because then it's after the event that you will build that relationship, which is the same really as online, building some rapport through messaging and taking it offline to uh, a Zoom call, a coffee meeting, a lunch date, sure. whatever. So that, to me, I, if you ask me that, I, I'm going to tell you digital because um, I can control who I'm going to network with. I forgot to close my mail. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've learned that, you know, I've gone to so many networking events in person where the wrong people were there or, or sure. they're all about themselves and nobody really wanted to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I mean, it's, it's, I think the world has changed. Obviously the world has changed and I think there'll be a lot more of, of this now. Well, I want to ask, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, what's happening right now though. And the theme is that you really have to shift and pivot your business. But I think that includes how you communicate and, and build and nurture your relationships. And so even if the traditional was your preferred form to connect, um, those that were very anti-digital, you ha- now you have to change. There's no question. Right. You know, it, was, it was recommended before that, yeah, you should, you should get on LinkedIn or social media and yeah. start engaging with your audience. And now you have to. So I'm going to take that to the next phase and ask you, you your um, business is called Keystone Click. Yes. And I, I like the name. I think you thought well of it. I know Keystone is kind of like the, what is it? The thing that is in the center of everything else? Of the, the arch. It's the, yes. the, the, the stone at the top of the arch. It holds the whole arch together. Yes. yes. And then click, of course, is it's online, right? It's the action. So yeah, yeah the thought I it's, it. I mean, the web is information and your web's and architecture. Information architecture is the, your site, your content. Um, and so that was the idea where the keystone was that it's, it's, you know, we're holding all of your information to get together. So when, what do you do the most of in your business? Um, go ahead. Is it websites? Is it search engine? Is it, you know, content? So, um, we started out as a web development company and right now I'd say about 50% of our work is website design, development, hosting, and management. Um, the other 50% is really on the digital marketing side. So what I absolutely love to do for our clients is conduct research around who their target customer is, what type of message is going to help connect and resonate to that company 
And then where's that target customer engaging online? And then once we do this research, we can build a strategy that ultimately says, okay, this is where your customer is. This is what you need to say on the frequency we need to say it. So that ultimately we pull them in and, you know, generate leads for them. That's awesome. I know there's so many people that um, say that I find this with um, a lot of my businesses around um, uh, sales professionals and uh, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, small business owners, and a lot of like realtors, mortgage brokers, things like that. So if I, if I come across someone who's looking for some help, um, maybe with LinkedIn training, maybe with some follow-up for their, their, um, their clients, they'll always say something like, um, well, I'm just getting all my social media organized. And I'm like, do they even think first where they want to be? Where is their audience? Who do they want to attract? And so I love it when you say that that's one of the first things that you do because people think they have to be everywhere. Yeah. Do they? No, they don't. Um, and that's, I, I see a lot of people that come to us and say, Hey, can you manage our Facebook ads for us? And sure we can do that. But the question is, is that where your target customer is? You know, yeah, maybe low cost, but are we spending money to get in front of the right audience or are we right. just putting it out there just to get it out there? So what do they say? What does somebody say when you say that? Um, you know, they, they say it's a good question and they're, they're interested in, and then they want to know, well, how do we figure out where our customer is? Um, and sometimes they're making assumptions and they're like, Oh, you know, all of my business has been from Facebook. So I just want to yeah. stay there. <laughs> yeah. um, and others want to go down the path of really doing the stepping back and doing the research and figuring out, you know, what is, what is the pain that your customer is actually looking for? They're not looking for the solution. They're searching on the pain. So you have to figure out what is that message that's going to connect and resonate with them around the pain. Oh, right. So they're looking for solutions though, but you're yeah. saying that you have to mention those pain points. Yes. So you have to speak this. They don't always know what the solutions are though. No. So if you start at the beginning of, I have a problem, mm -hmm. you start Googling around what that problem is. And then you start figuring out, Oh, here's, option A, option B, or option C, and you start doing a little bit more research around those three options, probably watching a couple videos, and you're also um, reading reviews on the companies that are coming up as solutions, and you're likely asking your network for a recommendation. So what's important is that you show up at all phases of that customer buying journey process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what our research does. Mm -hmm. And then we can build a plan that says, oh, you know what? Everyone's doing a lot of research on Google first. Let's get some Google ads. Mm -hmm. And then they're watching a couple of videos on YouTube. So maybe we make some videos and then they're um, checking their professional networks on LinkedIn. And maybe there's a couple of forums or online directory listings that we need to optimize. But once we map that out, then we can build a plan to make sure that we're, our clients are showing up at all stages of that that journey. So who's your, your typical client? We work with a lot of B2B companies. Uh, we focus heavily, we focus heavily on the industrial manufacturer, but we also have a lot of professional services, um, 
in the financial and legal spaces as well. Industrial, I'm writing this down because industrial manufacturing. Okay, I had a fellow reach out to me on LinkedIn who has a, um, a group of, <clears throat> excuse me, he has networking groups that's struggling right now to, again, go um, digital because they're in person. He has about, I don't know, 90 networking groups in the eastern uh, seaboard, I guess, in the eastern okay. part of the United States. And they're all industrial manufacturers. Okay. <clears throat> sure. I'm keeping you. That'd be a great, mind. great connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that's good to know. Um, I'm still haven't um, solidified anything with him yet, but and we're still talking. So yeah, sure. good to know. And um, personally for your business and just mm -hmm. personally, what's your favorite platform to hang out on digital platform? Um, I like, well, I'm, I, I would say I probably touch LinkedIn and Facebook every single day. Facebook, there's a lot of great groups um, that I've invested a lot of time in. And I think, you know, LinkedIn had the groups and then they kind of dropped the ball yeah. on that. <laughs> I know. It's unfortunate because. There's um, rumor may, they may be coming back, but I don't know. I, you know, I think LinkedIn, our Facebook jumped in and took it over and it's, you're not going to pull thousands of people off of you know, Facebook groups just to migrate to another system to do the same thing, unless something way better happens. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good business groups that I'm involved in for both local networks and national. Um, and then LinkedIn, I just try to be a resource and educate as much as possible and then engage with some of my network and mm -hmm. try to be an advocate for them as well. Okay. Um, one of the things I like to ask my um, my guests are, are you a reader or do you listen to podcasts more? I, I flip-flop. <laughs> I do both. <laughs> so a book you're reading or a favorite book? Sure. Right now I'm reading a book called Sell with Authority by Drew McClellan and uh, Stephen Wessner. Okay. Um, they're both in my professional network. I know them professionally. Um, so it's all, it's written specifically for my industry, uh, marketing agencies, um, but really how to focus your, your, our own practice, what we're preaching basically, right. you know, so <laughs> sell with authority. How do you feel about the term sell from the heart? So, for, um, yeah, I believe in that too. And actually, uh, I agree. I think the messaging in this book, um, from the author's, it speaks a lot to that too. Okay. You know, you, you've got to have passion. You got to believe in what you're doing and you got to genuinely want to help individuals. And it's different today though. Like it used to be that it was more transactional and I don't think it can be anymore. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's, you have to, you have to prove your expertise. That is the number one most important thing. I mean, it's not, you know, some guy's knocking on your door to sell you vacuum cleaners anymore. I mean, how much research do you do online just to buy a new vacuum cleaner? Right. So you have to, you have to prove that you can fulfill the need, solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And um, the way you do that is by educating individuals and showing that you actually, you know, show the work. Mm -hmm. Like you're in elementary school doing math problems. <laughs> you know? build, build the trust, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, build the trust. Um, mm -hmm. 
the other thing I wanted to ask you, oh, you, oh, I wanted to tell you that I was listening to you on your podcast and you mentioned one of my favorite um, mentors, Jim Rohn. He's just mm -hmm. amazing. Right. And you mentioned the quote about um, uh, being the, the sum total of the five people that you hang out with. Sure. Which oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one is, I think is a really good quote. Um, and you know, it is important to look at your, your circle of influence mm -hmm. and, and making sure that you're investing your time with those who are elevating you, inspiring mm -hmm. you and kind of um, encouraging you to be the best that you can be, whether yeah. they're mentors or, or just, you know, cheerleaders. Yeah, that's very cool. Absolutely. And what would you say if I say the word, what comes to mind if I say the word curiosity? Um, a desire to learn, education. And there's the lifelong learning piece. Right? <laughs> so you went to a couple of different schools, you said, right? One for um, undergrad and one for your MBA. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do you follow sports at all? Uh, yes, I'm very active in sports. Those schools, uh, not, I don't really follow their sports. Oh, okay. so <laughs> that was more for the education for me. Right. So there was yep. no, like, they weren't a basketball school or a football school or anything like that? Mm, not that I was aware of. <laughs> okay. So, um, but you're an active sports person yourself, or do you follow yes. a particular yep. sport that yep. you're excited about? Um, hockey is my sport of choice, actually. I was going to say, in Wisconsin, it could have been any of those, right? And hockey uh -huh. never comes to mind, but it makes sense because it's uh, in snow country, right? Yep. <laughs> not my favorite yeah. sport, and it's the, probably the biggest sport here in British Columbia, where I am. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah so... Hockey is weird in the U.S. There's definitely just pockets of it, yes. and and where I am in Milwaukee, it's kind of, um, it's it's a small community, but it's a very active community. Do you play um, hockey? I do. Yep, I play hockey. I'm pretty I'm pretty active in the community, as you'd yeah. imagine, as a, a professional networker would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a couple of good friends who are hockey players too. They uh, have a team called the Stanley Cupcakes or something. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> really, they've been playing for years. Together. Yeah. Yes. So I play um, in a women's travel league. I just sub on that because I can't commit to the full-time traveling. Mm -hmm. um, and then I help run a community league where it's basically anyone and everyone, regardless of skill level, plays. Uh -huh. We just divide everyone up. And, and then I play in the local beer league with my husband. So Oh, oh fun. <laughs> that would be the scariest for me. Oh, no, that's fun. We have a good time. <laughs> Um, so I want to ask you one last thing, uh, two, actually one, uh, you mentioned something that you wanted to share with my audience that they have access to. And I will of course put in the show notes, but if you'd like to talk about it, um, a guide that they can download. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, we call it our, the keystone guide to profits. It's 42 ways to build brand awareness, generate leads and, um, nurture those opportunities. If you go to keystoneclick.com forward slash profits, you can either um, get it in. P-R-O-F-I-T-S, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> you okay. can get it in your inbox as a PDF, or we actually have them um, printed out as nice booklets. And we've actually seen a number of people just keep them in, keep them with them because there's right. lots of good little nuggets in there. Well, I think I might have to download that. That sounds like it, it's um, a useful document. Thank you for that. And what three things would you say 
are the top three things you would give as advice to people about networking? Um, number one is uh, know what your goals are. Mm -hmm. I think it's extremely important, as we talked about earlier, is making sure that you're investing your time in the space with the people that you want to be connecting with. Right. Um, and number two, um, be genuine. I think it's extremely important to just be real and not try to fake your way through something. And, I agree. you know, I always say people can smell fake. So, <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't be fake, just be real. And the third one is follow through. You know, if you're meeting with someone and you say, oh, I've got a connection for you, don't just disappear, follow through and make that email connection or, or whatever it is. But um, yeah, you're, you're really setting the tone if you, don't do something that you're promising to do. Yes, I agree with every single one of those. And thanks for being able to do that off the top of your head because they really make sense. Play in the right pond, be authentic, be real, and follow up. Do what you say you're going to do, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So, well, this was a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. And uh, where can people find you, Lori? Um, I'd say LinkedIn is probably the best place to, to take a look. You just, Lori Hybe, it's myself. We're going to find my mother-in-law who has the same name, but she's a nurse. So we're, we're in totally different fields. I'm going to show up way more than she does. Um, feel free to visit keystoneclick.com and our phone number, fill out our contact form there and you can get a hold of me as well. That's um, cool. Otherwise, uh, LoriHybe.com has my podcast information on it as well. Okay. Yes. And I do invite people to go and have a look. So, uh, Lori's and my podcast can both be found, I think, on Apple uh, Podcasts and mm -hmm. a lot of other ones that people um, uh, may subscribe to. I don't know, Stitcher, Spotify, all of them, right? Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. So um, don't forget to go over and subscribe because then you won't miss anything. And if you can leave a review for me and for Lori, even better, let her know that you were there. Let me know that you were there. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.